We are brought to you by Legal Inc. Estate Planning. Listen, you wouldn't dine and dash, so why would you leave your family in the hands of the courts and the government when you pass away? Most people think they don't have enough to start estate planning or that it's too expensive. Things like wills and a trust. While those are valid reasons, they're limiting beliefs, guys, to creating and keeping the wealth that you want to have. Listen, it's free to talk to Michael to learn more about what you can do today to protect your tomorrow and live your best life. Wills are necessary, especially if you have a home and kids. And a trust is the number one way to build and retain your wealth. So it's your life. It's your story. Make it a good one. Visit LegalLifePlan.com to schedule your first conversation with Michael and tell him that the Thinking Project sent you. It'll be the best decision you've ever made. Happy Friday, everybody. I hope you guys have enjoyed your week so far, and I am going to kick your weekend off right. We are almost at 200 episodes, and it would mean the world to me if you shared this with your friends and left a review, because I've learned over the past 200 episodes that I'm actually at episode 100, because getting to the first 100 episodes is the hardest part. The real work begins at episode 101, and now I'm, I'm way past that but there's no signs of stopping or slowing down. So please make sure that you're following the podcast, make sure that you're sharing it with your friends. And if you haven't left a review yet and you're listening to this, would you consider leaving a review? That would help me out a ton. So with all that being said, Madeline Elizabeth joined me today for a podcast and she was so fun to talk to. She's a certified health education specialist. I love whenever I get to talk to people in the health and wellness space to debunk myths and to really shed light on how we can live better lives and take care of our bodies that are beautiful in every way. And she really helps that with that. She helps with intuitive living and overall confidence. Um, and she also creates soulful brands and websites for health and wellness businesses to help them stand out in the online space. So I think you're going to learn a lot about this on every front from a marketing standpoint to a health and wellness standpoint. So uh, you can check out her website at intuitiveandwelldesign.co, intuitiveandwelldesign.co, uh, for all of that. But without further ado, Madeline Elizabeth, and thank you so much for listening. Welcome, everybody. This is Don Jensen, and you're tuning into The Thinking Project. Maddie, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to be here. Um, and I know that, so we we met briefly before this. Um, you know, I do a lot of the these, uh, you know, pre-calls with my guests. Um, and, you know, we were talking about what you do in the health and wellness space. Um, and, you know, I've had, I've had a lot of people in the health and wellness space on the podcast. And so it's a really fun topic always to talk about. I feel like um, it's one of those industries where you're, you know, everything, everything seems to change and it, you know, it's, it's very fast moving, um, as far as information. So what, tell us exactly like what you do and, and what you help other people do. Yeah. So I am a certified health education specialist. So as a chess certified person, we are basically practicing the most efficient and effective ways to help people live the most healthy lives. And we focus more on promoting preventative measures rather than, you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to diagnose people. I cannot tell Mm. them or prescribe them things. But my job is to help people find ways to be proactive about their health. So I graduated last year with my master's in health education and behavior disorder. And for the past few years, I've been doing health coaching. I don't love calling it that. I think it's a very saturated <laughs> market and it's not yeah. my favorite term because I think there's a broad spectrum to health. Like you said, it's constantly changing. Everyone has a different opinion on health and wellness. And right. all. It's just a saturated market. Right, so right, right. I focus more so on intuition and um, helping people listen to their gut quite literally and mm-hmm. um, healthy habits within their lives through, you know, just listening to yourself. I think that we, in general, the world is just constantly telling us what we need to be doing. And as a health person, someone who's educated in the field, I see all this stuff on Instagram and I'm like, this is such BS. It's very frustrating. So I basically go in and I work with clients and people on how to just live their healthy lives. And from that, I have 
done coaching and I'm kind of migrating into branding and website design for health and wellness businesses because I've grown my business. So I kind of know the back end ways of that. So now I want to help other people reach clients and help them help people be healthy. So kind of all of the things I'm all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) No, that that's, that's a lot of fun. It makes a lot of sense. I like what you said about coaching. I kind of dove into like sales training and things like that. And I understand where you're frustrated from because it's coaching is almost turned into like this MLM thing where every, anybody can be a coach, you know what I mean? And uh, if you don't know what you're doing, just call yourself a coach. Like, (laughs) it's like, okay. Um, And, and, but I understand because like, like um, I got, you know, I've been in sales for a really long time over 10 years and been really successful doing that. And so when I call myself like a sales trainer, people kind of get confused and they're like, Oh, I need a coach. And I'm like, yeah, that word is so confusing because it doesn't, you don't really know what you get when you, when you hire a coach. Thousand percent. I think of it all the time as, you know, even in elementary school, we had these coaches that, and they are (laughs) teachers and stuff. And now as I'm I'm an adult, I look at these coaches and I'm like, you, you are not a trainer. You are, and that's okay. But you, we just aren't educated on the fact that anyone can call themselves a coach. Anyone can say, I can, Anyone can coach anyone on anything, but do you right, have the right. background and evidence that you can help someone succeed in that? So yeah, yeah, I, I think it does really fall onto people to do their due diligence and then to to like help root out, you know, charlatans or somebody who's uh, yeah. who doesn't have your best interest in mind, right? Um, because it is funny, yeah. Your 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 th- thought about the coaches in in our high schools and middle schools it reminded me of a joke. Like I do stand up comedy just like very like just for I'm fun. Not, yeah. yeah just for fun like I'm not funny but someone <laughs> someone brought up a joke um and I can't remember what it was it was like we have all of these we have all of these misconceptions in school um and you know and that's what happens when your you know when your football coach was the geography teacher or whatever and I was like <laughs> and I was like isn't that so true they were always geography teachers. <laughs> and we, don't it. we never once think about that. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. That makes sense. It was it's funny though. It's just a fun, it's a fun thought. So that's interesting. I, I like that you talked about also kind of intuitive living. I wanted to dive into that. Um, but let me ask you before we get into like what that is and, and how people can apply it. Yeah. You know, how did you how did you get into where you are right now? So I mean, obviously you went to school for this, but is this something that you've always wanted to do or did you stumble upon it? So yes and no. I've always wanted to be in the health space. I grew up wanting to be a physical therapist my whole life. Um, And I got to college for health sciences and got to classes and I was good at it. I enjoyed it. Like the, the content was whatever to me. We are also brought to you guys by Monarch Social. Now, Monarch Social isn't just another social media marketing company because they're going to take care of you on all your digital marketing fronts from SEO to beautifully designed websites to custom videography. And if you want to know more about that, you got to check out the video they did for me uh, on the Thinking Project Facebook group um, because it was absolutely phenomenal. They absolutely killed it. Morgan and his team take really good care of you. They walk you through every step of the process and the communication is on point. So if you need a custom video, a beautifully designed website, if you need uh, custom social media ad campaigns, Monarch Socials, where it's at. They also have a podcast they release every Friday where they bring you a ton of value. So check them out, monarchsocialbrand.com, or you can find them wherever uh, you're on social media because they're probably there too. So check them out, monarchsocialbrand.com and get your digital marketing rolling. But I just felt like I was lacking in my personal life. I did not have, I wasn't making meaningful connections with people because I was holding back in my life. I felt insecure. I grew up with a family. My family owns and runs a gym and I'm a part of that now. I teach group fitness classes and love it. But before that, my mom's always been in the health space. She's always been a fitness instructor and has always cared about the new fad diet and losing weight and all of this stuff. And Mm -hmm. now she's past that and in a great place in her life. But I grew up watching that. And so I took that with me when I went away for college and came to this point of, I, I can't do it. I can't do life. Like I'm not enjoying anything. So I did some research and I quickly realized that there's a different program, different school, transferred, all that good stuff and went for health education, found 
so much love for it, found ways to apply healthy living to my own life, started listening to myself, stopped ignoring the outside world of all of the diets, mm-hmm. all of the things, and just listened to what my body needed. And I recovered from disordered eating and obsessive exercise and all of the things and just created a life for myself that was meaningful. And I was making these raw, authentic connections with people and just started living instead of passively letting life pass you by. to you, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. so common. It's so easy. And I think we don't even realize so often how quickly we can fall into that passive living. So um, I started loving it and started doing coaching after I got my bachelor's degree. I started doing coaching um, while I got my master's just to kind of, you know, you need a way to live. <laughs> so yeah, I started yeah, yeah. That once I was educated on, educated on it. And then when I graduated with my master's, I continue coaching. I am starting to do public speaking and all of that. And that's when I started realizing my business was doing really well. And I wanted to help others have successful businesses. And I don't want to be a business coach, but I want people... I know that there are so many different ways to be healthy and to live healthy lifestyles. And there are other people who can help others accomplish that. I can't help everyone. So... I decided that I wanted to start. I'm a great writer. I have always loved writing. So I, and I'm great at the marketing, branding, website design. So I started helping other entrepreneurs and business owners in the health and wellness space reach more people online. So it's kind of multifaceted and people look at me like, what do you do? You're a website designer, you're a coach, you're an everything. (laughs) I just like helping people. And I, I do coaching because I love it. Not because I, long-term I want to do it, but it's, I don't, I want other coaches to also succeed and also share their voice because everyone has a different story on how they got to their life and where they are. So I find that really important to share. Absolutely. I like that you help other coaches. Well, and that's something that you don't find a lot of. Uh, There's a lot of egos in the coaching game. There's a lot of egos in just business ownership in general, right? Um, (laughs) But you know what I mean? And why it happens. I mean, that's probably a whole podcast by itself, yeah, right? I could go all day on that. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, it's it's fun that that you also that you have your business, but you also help other people because, I mean, you've probably know noticed this working in a gym, working with clients. Like, you just don't vibe and you jive with some clients. Like, it just doesn't yeah. work. Like, I've you know, fired clients before. Yeah, like, I mean, I mean, you got to sometimes. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I think it's really yeah. important. It, but that goes with the intuition part. Like, if we're just serving. If we're just going out and getting clients just for the money, then we're not really helping them. We're not able to go into it and actually listen to our gut and do what help them with what they need. So I think it's important to be able to say, you know, maybe I'm not the best fit for you. Here's someone that can actually help you. Yeah, no. And that's perfect. That's a perfect way to run your business. I mean, I've I've done that and I've gained uh, more long term clients, you know, because you got to know when I when I talk about like business and selling, um, Mm -hmm. because a lot of like business owners don't realize how important it is to start selling like what you're doing. Um, everybody thinks that sales is like the S word and, but it's, but it's funny because what I teach is like, you have to know when to push and you have to know when to pull, right? Like you have to know when to let people go. And when you, and when you're really close to a deal and you just, and somebody just needs that little extra mm-hmm. umph, right. Wow. And, and that, that kind of leads into, you know, just being able, just being able to be real with people, being able to know like that this might not work, but you'd be a really good fit for this other person and, and, and playing a long game versus, you know, playing a really nasty short game. I mean, when you chase, when you chase money, it never works. So it's, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It, It really, it really happens. So when you talk about, um, intuitive health and, and kind of your path, which was, you know, really listening to yourself, and trying to figure out where you wanted to be. How do you start to know if what you're feeling, if what if your intuition is on the right track? Yeah. So for me personally, it started with intuitive eating, which is a very, it's a very popular way of living, yeah. eating, whatever you want to call it, not yeah. dieting. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, it started with that. I was working and recovering from all my I wouldn't say eating disorders, but very disordered eating. I was definitely borderline um, needing help. So I started with intuitive eating to just kind of recover my own relationship with food, my own body. I realized I started really loving working out for myself, Mm -hmm. not for looks or anything. So I realized I needed 
to figure out eating or else I'm never going to get strong in the gym. So I started with that. And then it kind of transformed into me starting to actually love myself and my body for once, which I never Mm -hmm. experienced prior. And so then I realized I've really been just living for other people. I started going to school physical therapy because that's what I thought I was supposed to do. That's what everyone thought I was meant to do. I was just all the little things in my life. I just felt like I was doing for everyone else. So with intuitive living, and I work with my clients on this. I'm going at it from a perspective of what do I actually want? And is that going to hurt me? Is it going to hurt anyone else? If not, how can I reach that goal or that lifestyle? So I, there are many different ways to approach it. I think it really depends on what people's goals are. I've worked with people that were in my shoes where it was very much about looks and figuring out dieting and the lifestyle and stuff. Then I've worked with people who just they aren't living their fullest life. They aren't meeting the potential that they know they have. So I really work on breaking down a lot of the lies we tell ourselves. We grow up in an oversaturated world of everyone. We see ads all day and we don't even, we subconsciously take all of that in. So we start really by deconstructing all of the lies that are in our mind from the way that we grew up and the things that we see on TV and the things that we think we're supposed to be. And then from there, start figuring out the pieces that matter. So we talk and I could go cut me off whenever because I could go on this forever and ever. But there are eight basic dimensions to wellness. So eight categories of your lifestyle that mm. are impacting you. And when we look at all eight of those, usually people are stronger at something at a few of them than the others. So we really learn to rank them and figure out what part of those eight we need to focus in on to live a life that is full of passion and love and all of the things. Yeah. So, so you kind of approach intuitive wellness Mm -hmm. from a sense of, of kind of like these eight, these eight dimensions Mm -hmm. of, of eating, of, or of wellness, excuse me. Mm -hmm. And then you also approach it based on someone's goals. And okay. So this is funny, right? Mm -hmm. I I like talking about this because when you end up in business conversations, you talk about goals frequently. So, uh, you know, and and I think we're to the point now, thanks to a few really awesome authors, where we're where we've shifted away from like results oriented goals to like habit building goals. But I'm yeah. curious for for you and and your methods. Mm-hmm. Some people don't have like in my experience, for me personally, like I have overarching goals. Uh-huh. Like one, you know, I I want I have like I've always dreamed of getting an MBA, and I had to put it off for a while. Uh, and yeah. then I was able to, and then I was able to go pursue that. Mm-hmm. And, but like when people are like, well, what's your goal with an MBA, man, I don't even know what's going to happen by the end of the year. <laughs> like my life happens so quickly. Right? right. So when you talk about long-term goals with people, how do you, how do you establish those or what do you, what process do you go through to nail a few down so that you have a place to start? Yeah. So I will. I love all the things you just said about the habit and goals and all the things. I'm into all of the self-help books. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But Brene Brown's like my favorite person in the whole world. So I'm yeah, cool. all about She's it. great. Yeah, she's absolutely wonderful. wonderful. Um, but I, I actually recently read through Atomic Habits, which was really interesting to read because I love the way that he formats things. Uh, James Clear, I love his formatting things. But a lot of the things you were saying, I was like, oh my gosh, like I work with people on things like it matters because you're right. Like, what is the goal? And I really work with people and try to explain that we don't necessarily need to work on one specific goal, but who do we want to be and what is the lifestyle we want to live? So if we want to live a lifestyle that is intuitive, that we're listening within. So what is someone that is living that lifestyle, what do they do? What, how do they make choices every single day? So I think simply it'd be easy to just refer to myself because mm. that just makes sense because I'm not talking to an actual client right now, but I would say, you know, look at me and I am living a lifestyle of intuitive wellness. So instead of my goal being, you know, I want to get fit at the gym, it's, I want to be the type of person that can consistently get to the gym. And I want to be the person who Um, eats well so that I can exercise. And it's finding all of the things in your life that you can work towards so that you can be the person that is going to the gym, not to be the most fit. Like we don't need to have the highest goals all of the time. I went into, I graduated from high school and was like, I want to get a doctorate. 
I wanted to be a physical therapist and that's not even close to where I am. But if I said I want to be in the health field because I want to help people, I'm still on track to do that. That's what I'm doing with my life. So it's shifting the mindset from what is this goal and why do you have it to what is the lifestyle you want to live and how can we achieve it in all of the dimensions and that your dimensions of wellness are basically just core areas of your life. So like your emotional, your physical occupational, all of that kind of stuff. So it's just a multifaceted way of thinking, how can I alter everything in my life to make it make sense to who I want to be? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I like what you said there and kind of just really focusing on who you want to be. I talked with, I told you that I, I talked with quite a few people in the, in the health and wellness space. One of the people I, I was fortunate to have on was uh, Drew Manning. And I don't know if you know, if you have heard that name, He's the, he's the original, um, he's the OG fit to fat to fit guy. Okay. Okay. So like Pier, he, he was on Piers Morgan, Tom Bilyeu, like all of these guys. Yeah. Um, and he mentioned a very similar, on a very similar strain that you're on as far as like, you know, health, healthy looks different for everybody. Goals look different for everybody. And so we really need to dig in and be intuitive about how we're listening to our body and things like that. Cause you know, like, um, you know, it's always funny. I talk, I talk about health, but I'm like a bigger guy. Um, but, and, and by all like medical standards, I would be like overweight, but, um, it doesn't really feel like that because, uh, right. because everything else I'm like super health, like the doctors come back and they're really confused. But I'm just like, you know, I'm just <laughs> hanging you know, I'm hanging out. I'm just a big guy. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm Polynesian. We're just big. You know what I mean? That's, and there's other problems. Like, we, and that is, And this is where I think a lot of people will differ on opinions and stuff. And that's totally okay. But I originally, when I was struggling and had just no idea of what I wanted, like, I just wasn't happy in life. I was going to doctors. I've had terrible digestive system my whole life and just allergies and stuff that I never figured out. And every doctor would tell me I'm just overweight. So you're telling someone who's already struggling with disordered eating I'm, I mean, I'm still considered overweight. I go, I teach at a gym. I work out at a gym six times a week. Like I'm not, I'm by medical definitions, I'm overweight, but I'm not an overweight person. And you are not looking at any background and you're telling me that I, my issue is I need to exercise more when I'm over exercising, under eating and your solution for me as a doctor. (laughs) So, and that's the issue with a lot of things because there are so many people that in general, we aren't constantly looking at lifestyle, background, ethnicity, all of that mm-hmm. plays a role into who we are and how we look and how we feel. And yeah. we're going to ebb and flow. We're not always going to be our most fit. We're not always going to be our most healthy, but we can still feel okay. And we can still listen to ourselves and all of that. So I mm-hmm. like that you said that because I think a lot of people in general see a doctor and hear you're overweight or you need to exercise more. And there's no context to that at all. Yeah. And I think, I think we're getting into a lot of like, I think in today's culture, we've, we've hit a lot of like crazy crossroads where, where we haven't hit, we haven't tapped into a lot of empathy because, you know, I do believe that healthy looks different for everybody. Uh, thousand percent. Like, right. Right. And that's just, I mean, that's just pretty common knowledge at yeah. this point. Right. That's, there's not a whole lot of arguing with that, but yeah, we've just lost this empathy with people and we've lost a way to get in touch. And I like what you mentioned at the beginning. And that is, and I had talked about this with another, um, somebody just last week, we were talking about preventative medicine like pro being proactive versus being reactive in our, and look, I love doctors. I'm not saying Western medicine yeah. isn't it. I've been accused of that. For, I'm not like one of those crazy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, no, no, no. In all things. <laughs> I know. And people like will take this podcast. I'm like, we only have 45 minutes or an hour to talk. Like we don't really get a whole lot of time to hash out these ideas. But what's what's always interesting is, um, you know, I love the I love the medical field and, and all that is, but it's very reactive. You know, it's very much like a diagnosis driven, you know, um, there is the, there is a lot of preventative stuff that we can do. And I think if we started focusing more on preventative and healthy living, whatever that looks like, right. Cause it just looks different for everybody. Like, you know, I was talking to somebody 
Um, she's a really good friend. She wrote a really good book um, about how she overcame some of her health things with intuitive eating and, and things like this. Right. Yeah. And I, and, you know, she's like vegan will save everybody. And I'm like, I don't, you know, have you ever been to Hawaii? Right. Have you ever been, you know, have you eaten dinner with Polynesians? Like, yeah, that's not, eat, that's what right. we eat. That's what we eat. That's, and you're never going to get, I, you know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong with it. Like I said, it's just cult, It's just different things that we do, you know? Yeah. And, and for, and for some people, vegan, like makes a lot of sense. Vegetarian makes a lot of sense. And for other people, you don't really need it to be. And, and then, and then what's the goal, right? Like with all of this stuff. And I, and I'm curious to hear your, your thoughts on this, right? Yeah. So, so you have everything, right? You got mm-hmm. vegan, vegetarian, you got carnivore, you got intermittent fast, you got all of these things, right? You got all of this crazy stuff. What's the goal? What, why are we, why are we coming up with a new fad every three right. months? Right. I, good question. And all the <laughs> questions because so background, so I, part of my allergies ended up being dairy and meat. Very inconvenient because okay. I come from a family that, I mean, I, <laughs> I grew up eating meat. Like that's, sure, I was never sure. a thought in my mind. Sure, and yeah. so after doctors and doctors telling me all the things I needed to do, I was like, I'm just going to figure it out on my own. So I did. And I eat a plant-based diet. And I, every single person that asks me about if they should eat a plant-based diet, I tell them they should not do anything that doesn't fit your lifestyle. Because if your goal is to be a vegan and your lifestyle does not permit that, how are you going to be successful in that? Yeah, yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of anxiety that will follow, That's I'm sure. A thousand percent. I realized that I actually didn't, I gave up dairy a while ago because I'm, just all of my allergies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I realized I like me. I'm used to eating it because my family eats it, but I don't crave it constantly. So for me, it wasn't that I've always been a sides person. I've always loved beans. That's not hard for me, but someone who genuinely craves meat, there's a reason why your body needs a different type of protein, a different source of iron, all of that thing, mm-hmm. all of those things. So, and that goes to show like, really, what is your goal? Are you doing this diet because you want to lose 20 pounds? Okay, what's your goal in that? Is it because you want to lose 20 pounds? Is it because you actually have health reasons? Is it, you know, there's so many factors that people don't look into and every diet is going to solve your problem, but nobody knows what their actual problem is. <laughs> Good point. Like, it, yeah. they don't. I've done yeah. it all. I did it all. Intermittent fasting, I did. I have no idea why. And I did it and I passed <laughs> out because I was, I was overworking and not consuming enough calories. Right, so, yeah, yeah. We really need to look at what your goal is. And I, I've sat on calls with clients and it's, they hate it. They hate me when I sit there and I will ask the entire call, why, why, why? And we have to get down to the sole reason of why we want something. So if we don't know that we're not going to be motivated to get there. So yeah, I have a really good friend who, uh, he works specifically with like MMA fighters and things like that and so we'll you know they'll they'll do a fight camp and he'll be their dietitian nutritionist things like that yeah and yeah and that's kind of one of his main focuses he's like well what what are you already eating so i'm not going to tell you to start or stop eating things unless it's like you know unless it's like twinkies at one o'clock in the morning you probably couldn't be doing that homie (laughs) you know what i'm saying um well for his for his fighters during a fight camp they probably shouldn't be doing right Um, but it's just coming up with sustainable ways though like yeah 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 but yeah exactly he focuses on like all right you already eat these six or seven main things all right well let's build out a nutrition plan and an exercise plan that matches and that's so important to acknowledge because it's not and i tell people all the time because they ask i you know i work i I teach at a gym and i work Mm -hmm. in the health space so people ask me constantly about people are constantly asking any health person what they do and why they do it because they think that's the best and I refuse to give those insights because it's not about what I'm doing because that works for me and my big thing when I would plant-based was I eat ice cream constantly that's like my favorite <laughs> like every night that's my favorite thing Dude, so I didn't yeah. just went plant-based I didn't stop eating ice cream I just found a dairy-free one so yeah, 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 yeah. it's about finding things that can make it sustainable for you whether it's being vegan, whether it's being vegetarian, whether it's eating meat, but cutting out certain fats, but no matter what it is. Sure. sure. Or eating like uh, like what I ended up doing was I, I eat meat, but now I eat, um, I try to eat like better, you know, different types of meat. Like end up higher quality. Like, yeah, 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 exactly. So like, yeah, I mean, lots of like, lots of like, for, like free game 
meat. Mm-hmm. So like deer and yeah. elk and things like that that are very like, or like, or instead of going, you know, some something that's really interesting is like we stopped going to the store to buy meat a lot, and we went yeah. to like the farmers, like the butchers who, who, and stuff. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Who raised the yes. who raised it and it's all fresh yeah. and, and very like ethical and all that stuff. And it goes with that for anything, not just yeah. eating, but fitness. Are we all of a sudden adding in right. three days a week of extreme strength? That is not sustainable. Your body's yeah, not. Fast. You're not yeah. doing anything. Other than your exercise, no other part of your life is adapting to that thing. So anything in the health field, you have to really make it a lifestyle and figure out who is the person I want to be. Rather, what is the one goal I want to achieve? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I'm just writing that down, by the way. Yeah, I know you're good. I I take I take notes. Um, One thing that we've we've kind of touched on that that just has really resonated is, you know, the, the best plan is the one that's sustainable. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where you find intuitive, right? That's kind of where yeah. in, in, intuition comes in, right? Is like, is that what's going to be sustainable? And then um, just, I, I and I guess having a coach there like yourself to go through and, and, you know, go through certain things that are like, hey, this, you know, I'm not feeling good when I do this or when I eat this. And so we can kind of through through the communication with a coach or or, or a professional, right? Go into well, then let's try this and let's try this. Cause that's, that's always what gets me right. Mm-hmm. Is like, um, you know, if you go to a doctor, they're going to, they're going to prescribe a, quite a few things until they get it right. You know? Yeah. And, and so I don't know why people are scared to do that with someone else. Right. It's like, we, yeah. we're all going, we're just trial and erroring this because everybody's yeah. different. Right. A thousand percent. I had a client that kind of unrelated to eating and stuff, but she was um, just struggling emotionally. She just lacked confidence. She didn't, nothing crazy. She had a decent life. Like everything was fine. She just wasn't overly confident and absolutely like loving it and fulfilled. Like she just wasn't fulfilled. She wasn't, she didn't feel healthy. She didn't, she just lacked energy in life. And we dug and dug and kept digging. And a huge part of it was because she hated her job. And it sounds so silly, but people, we aren't willing to look at the big picture of life. And we're like, Oh, if I lost this 10 pounds, I, so let me try this fad diet oh, if I, you know, got this procedure done, everything would change. And that's not how life works. We need to look at everything and see what's sustainable. So now she quit her job, became a teacher and is loving life and everything else kind of started shifting and she's feeling and now she has a better routine. So she's eating healthier and she is feeling better health, like health wise. So it's really about figuring out how we can make things sustainable. We don't always need to fall into the next diet or the next health regimen to shift what we need. We need to look at everything in our lives and figure out what changes we can make that are lifelong because fad diets are literally just that they are fads. They come, they go, (laughs) they're not sustainable. Right. Right. I like that you mentioned um, looking at the whole picture because, and I don't want to throw this around because it's a, it's a serious word, but you know, addiction does set in when everything isn't right. And food is one of the hardest ones because it's like, it's like very natural to us as a species, right? Like we just have, we have to eat. And, and a lot of these things have evolved, you know, like carbs and things like that, right? Where a lot of our, a lot of our primal system is just like, oh, we need a lot of carbs, even though we really don't anymore. Right. right. Um, or whatever. I mean, I don't yeah, really, whatever it is, yeah. Yeah, whatever it is, carbs, right. whatever, I don't care. Um, my my whole point behind that is when we aren't looking at the bigger picture, like you said, we can fall into maybe bad eating habits yeah. because we're not happy at, at a certain place. So we're yes. whatever, right? Maybe looking to fill that, that connection void in food, yeah. which is, a, which is legitimate, right? Yeah. And that's where, that's where the eight dimensions, I feel like eight dimensions of wellness is such a broad, like people hear that. I'm like, what? But it's, <laughs> It's looking at the big picture. It's looking at your yeah. job. It's looking at your emotional well-being. It's looking at finances. It's looking at what you're oh, eating. Yeah. Like everything. Because we don't realize how big of a role that plays into our overall health. And it does lead to addiction. I grew up with an addict father. And it's mm-hmm. I saw it in him all the time. And he never wanted to evaluate every part of his life. And it you see it all the time, though. Whether it is food or actual like drug and alcohol or whatever it is. It it appears so often because there are so many factors that play into who we are on a daily basis. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. So switching kind of 
gears only a little bit, yeah. but you know, you, and you help other business owners mm-hmm. learn these techniques and grow mm-hmm. their business. So what are some of the main things that you focus on when you're helping other small businesses grow their practice in the yeah. health and wellness space? So I'm sure you know all about, well, sales in general, <laughs> sales yeah. and goes along with, you know, marketing and branding and all of that doesn't always seem it's not your business is not your branding. You know, you can have all the pretty colors and have an awful business. That's not, that's just, (laughs) and you can have a wonderful business that's thriving and have absolutely terrible branding, but standing out since the market is so saturated and there are coaches left and right, and there are health professionals left and right. It's hard to stand out in the online space. So that was one thing that I really saw pick up in my business when I shifted my branding and my website design and my marketing materials and shifted my sales strategy. I started realizing that I'm reaching more people and people are interested in a pretty picture. It does catch an eye and that's going to help on Instagram. And it's not the whole picture to your business, but it does help you and it helps you reach more people in a most the most effective and efficient way. Because I, I really believe that we all have our own taste on things and we all have something to share. But if people aren't seeing that, then we're not sharing it. We can be saying it, but if no one's hearing it, it's not getting anywhere and it's not helping anyone. So I work with um, health and wellness businesses, mainly on branding and website design, but I also mm-hmm. work with copywriting and marketing and emailing and you know, <laughs> really reaching out and getting connected with their clients because yeah. I like, who cares what you have to say if no client is seeing it? It doesn't get you yeah. anywhere. So. Of course. The only the only thing you're ever fighting when you start a business is obscurity. Yeah. Is it no yeah. one knows who you are. That's it. Yeah. I mean, because you you have you, I mean, you hit it on the head with there is there are brands that are that sell a lot that you know, like why would somebody ever buy that? And right. you got brands that are look look amazing and they're not they're not all that, right? Yeah. Um, and the only difference between those kinds of that kind of success and you, and ours is nobody knows who you are. Right. So for whatever, however they did it, they made a name for themselves. They got out there. Yeah. These people started know, hearing about them. And, uh, yeah, I mean, half of the stuff that I buy just for sales, um, just for sales stuff is yeah. because I, because I know, like, I know yeah. other people who know them and I know other people who know other people, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it also goes so far because, yes, there are coaches left and right, but it kind of also goes back to, and this kind of goes back to mindset work of there's the scarcity. Like we live in such a scarcity mindset of we have to get the next client. We have to do the next big thing. But there's so much money out there and there are so many clients and there are so many people that need your expertise and whatever it is that you do, whether it's health and wellness or whatever industry you're in, there are people who want and need what you have. So just because people don't know you yet, that isn't a reason to just give up. Absolutely. And you just, well, and, and, and I mean, that's going to be the hardest battle. Like once, once people start to hear who you are, you start to get referrals, you start to get that social proof, like it all comes out. So I'm curious, you got your master's um, and it was all in health, right? Yeah. So where, where did you learn copywriting? Where did you learn these skills that became useful in, in all this? All, I just figured it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, starting a health coaching business, I just started playing around. I, to be fair, my partner is a graphic designer, so that helps me. He is, tra- he went to school for graphic design. So he started oh, helping yeah. with like logos and branding and stuff. And then I just kind of picked it up on my own. Um, yeah. My parents opened a gym right at the start of COVID. So we had to be extremely scrappy in the way that we were marketing so that we had paychecks coming in. I wasn't, I don't own the gym. I just kind of help out there. But yeah. I was like, okay, well, we opened up two weeks before everything shut down. So we need to figure out how to get across to our community. Or, yes. Literally we opened the doors two weeks later, we had to close. So, Whew. I mean, it was fight or flight. It was, we need to figure yeah. out little creative ways to get people online through virtual classes. No one in the community knows us. We were open for two weeks. So we need to figure it out. So I just started getting creative and how to market ourselves online and um, on top of marketing my stuff. And I just kind of realized I was kind of good at it. I love website design and it kind of just fell into my lap. And I realized that that's a big issue in a lot of small businesses is we don't have the money to just 
work up for a custom website and branding. Oh, sure. So yeah. I mean, because custom custom website and branding, that's that's a couple grand. Yeah. Easily. At the minimum. So, yeah. Yes. So I was like, you know, I I love what I do with coaching. I'm going to keep doing it. But I also want other people to reach the people they need to because I genuinely in my soul, in my gut, believe in community over competition and we can help yeah. each other. We can be friendly, even if we're competitors, because I yeah, can matter. guarantee there are going to be people that I want to refer out because I don't want that client and they're going to have the same thing. Yeah. Well, so, and, and, and it's just like people, people are attracted to that, to that, uh, to the people who aren't like in a scarcity mindset, right? Yeah. Like people are attracted to abundance. And yeah. when you, and when you're fighting, these things, um, it just doesn't. And I mean, like, I don't like, I refer people all the time. Like I'm just, I love networking. So I just refer and, and, and make connections. Cause like, I don't, I don't care. Like right. The, if the, if the tide rises, when the tide rises, we all rise. And so the, the more, the more we go, the more we, we go. So I'm curious, what are some of your favorite tools as a, as kind of a freelance web and branding design? What are some of your favorite tools? Like website tools or mindset tools? Because I have them all. <laughs> Ooh, both. Start with okay. website and then go to mindset. Okay. Physical actual tools is, and that's a big thing is that I, yeah. clients I work with, I, I, I offer, I work with a few clients that are ongoing. And every month I work with people who run businesses and, you know, I fix their websites and do all the little things. But my thing is, is I also want to teach people how to do it on their own because, yeah. Not everyone starting out has the money to pay a subscription every single month for someone to do their website. So right. uh, I use and pretty much only will suggest show it the website um, platform. It's just a website hosting platform to design. Show, and it's called, it's called show it, show it S H O W I T. It's, um, it's basically, it's, I hate saying drag and drop cause that's very much like Wix and, nothing wrong with Wix. I just think show it. it, You can customize things differently. And I think it's a little bit better for people who aren't tech savvy and don't know code. Um, Okay. So it's a no code web builder. Exactly. And you can add code, which I do a lot for clients, but like it's a no code. It's like going on Canva, but a little bit more advanced basically. Well, Hey, by the way, side note, did you hear that Canva has a website beta? I heard that, but I didn't, I haven't looked into it. I, I don't sure think, I don't think it's like, show, like you use show it. I love card.co. Okay. I mean, it's, uh-huh. it sounds pretty much the same. And yeah. by the way, they, I would imagine that they all are. Um, yeah. But, but I was, I was going through a few things and I saw on Canva mm-hmm. that you could, I, but I think, it, and I think it's just one though. I think they, they just like, you can't build multiple. Like if you're an agency, Canva oh, okay, doesn't okay, really okay. work if you're, yeah. if you're an agency. That makes sense. Um, but I just thought it was funny because man, they, when, when I went and played around with that, I was like, that's crispy. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that's cool. Cam is getting really creative. They also have the, like the online scheduler for your, and that's another yeah. thing that I suggest because it's an, I mean, I will design everything in Canva for clients and send it off to them. Then they can customize it. They can schedule it, all that fun stuff. Right. Um, and, so, and can, yeah. Canva is kind of becoming a really, yeah, a really amazing software yeah. piece it's, of software. I mean, pretty incredible i i remember i had canva back in the day when i mean they didn't even have like videos and stuff it was just like colors yeah like blocks yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) now now you can get what i think is really cool is they have like a whole library of b-roll video and and pictures like gifts and stuff on canva now it's oh yeah i made a whole i'm i ran a cbd business and i made i made all of my product videos on canva wow i believe stock yeah. b-roll footage i started awesome. every all of my branding stuff i started on canva which i think that goes <laughs> to show like you can literally not know a dang thing and you can make it work like that's and that's people amazing. are so scared to make business work because they're scared of all of the creativity in it but yeah. there are resources like canva and show it and all of these amazing things that make it really easy as a business owner it doesn't always have to be fancy it never needs to be perfect just get it out for people to see and the right people will show up yeah, absolutely. One of my favorites is done is better than perfect. Yes, a thousand yeah. percent. Yeah, well, it's just because like, dude, just it's going to suck in the beginning and you're going to go through 50 million iterations. Yeah. You just need to go. You know what I mean? And, well, and you watch I, people even on like Shark Tank or something and they talk about their whole right. past and how they had a million protocols before. And like, 
no one gets to where they are on their first try. It's impossible. That's like never playing mm. a game of football in your life and showing up on a field and pretending you're going to win the Super Bowl. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah, doesn't. You do yeah, no, you can't do that. That's showing, awesome. up, showing up is all you have to do and slowly yeah. you'll gain an audience and people That's will want to cool. see. And so, so you like Canva, you like show it. What are some of the mindset tools that you use? You mentioned those. Yeah. Well, I guess with like coaching clients and business clients, gratitude is a huge one. And that sounds very oh, yeah. cliche. I feel like it's a very oversaturated word right now, but. Well, well, when it, okay. whenever, whenever these things, it, it, this happens like, I, cause I've been in a culture that just practices gratitude. Like you just try to be present. And so, yeah, it starts coming out and everybody hops on the bandwagon. Um, and I think, I think it gets oversaturated like you're talking about because the people who, the people who've been doing it forever, like I have like, I have like 15 of these journals yeah. that I just write in, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's part of my gratitude process. Uh, yeah. Another one that gets like thrown around a lot now that just went mainstream for, I don't know why, but like stoicism. Oh yeah. 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 It's a big one. But like, I remember being introduced to meditations by Marcus Aurelius when I was eight. Yeah. So, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So like, it's never been, it's never like I didn't jump on a bandwagon. Uh, there right. are some things that because of, because it's gotten bigger, people have written books. And so I've, I've found new ways of applying it through, through the wave. But to yeah. your point, it's like, yeah, gra- I don't know why I did. I think people just, I think like, it's great. I, wish, it. yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's awesome. I wish people would take it a little more seriously than just throwing right. it on an Instagram post because <laughs> it does make a huge difference. Like practicing yeah. gratitude makes you realize it yeah. makes you kind of realize how far you've also come because again, we don't all start at being the best and it takes time to grow and, you know, right. finding the gratitude in that progress, it shows how much you're capable of. Um, so that's a big one. Sure. Also, I guess it's mindset, but also actually doing something. I tell every business owner that I work with to do something every day that you wouldn't be able to do at a nine to five or at a, at a job that you, you know, oh, cool. you're, Whatever it is. So for me, it's a big thing is like I go for uh, mini walks throughout the day or I make sure I get a little laundry done or something that, you know, I am grateful that I get to work from home. But that can come that can come with its own challenges and stuff. So just doing something, even if it is meditating for five minutes at your desk, like you can't necessarily do that when your boss is sitting right next to you. (laughs) Right. Stuff like that is a huge, it just kind of makes you realize it goes back to the gratitude. It instills it in your subconscious mind that you know, I'm grateful for this and it's going to keep me, it's going to help me keep pushing for the next big thing. Yeah. Cool. And I like that you mentioned, um, do some, I wrote, I wrote down, like do something off the beaten path, like something yeah. you wouldn't be able to do. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, go for a walk or, or I don't know. That's really fun because yeah. it just kind of, it, it, it disrupts the pattern. Yeah. Right? The it does disrupt the pattern. And yeah. it makes me, you know, when my partner comes home, I can like sit with him and actually yeah. enjoy the night because I don't have to think about the million of chores that I have to do that I would have to if I was coming home at 5 p.m. Um, or whatever yeah. it is. And not ever. I know a lot of entrepreneurs are still building their business while working in nine to five. So, you know, it's yeah. figuring out ways to sustain that and, you know, setting yeah. setting time for yourself because I was in a position where, you know, I still have to I still had to work. And I still, I mean, I do a lot of things now, but um, (laughs) then you come home and you sit on your computer and you figure out ways to get the next client. And it's like, it's, you love it, but it's dreadful because you have no free time at all. Yeah. And it's, yeah, you have no free time and, and you're really trying to make it work. And yeah, yeah, it's just, and it's your dream, right? Yeah. Very dream. That's, that's so awesome. Um, Well, cool. Well, you've been more than generous with your time. Where are you at again? You're in Florida, right? Orlando. Yeah, Orlando, Florida. Oh, that's right, Orlando. Yes. Man, that's fun. I told I told you just like off off the cuff. Like we went to Universal Studios. Uh-huh. Um so fun. That was so great. Fun. Yeah. It's so we fun. it's living here's fun. I mean, it's it's Orlando, but like yeah. we grew up going to Disney and Universal and stuff, so it's fun and I enjoy it, but I'm also like, eh. Disney. You're like, yeah, right, right, right. And I'm the same. Like I live like I live here in Utah uh-huh. and we're like some of the best skiing and snowboarding and like yeah. all the mountains. And I've never been to one of the resorts <laughs> in my in my life. Like, yeah, that's how. Yeah. I've never stayed at a Disney resort in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, they're like, you, you're in Utah. You must love 
like Brighton or like where the, like the Olympics were held or something. I don't, I don't know where the Olympics were held, but I know that some. No, I get what you're saying. Though. But you know what I'm saying? Like you live yeah. right there, world's best snow. I'm like, yeah, I've never been there, but and that's I'm probably so not ever going to be because we were in um, Utah in August, and we uh, obviously not for snow and stuff. We did hiking, and I we were like, this is the best thing ever. Like I need yeah. to get out of Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> no, we. Now I tell you, we do love we do love the hiking, and so um, I'll take my. My oh, wife yeah. and my kids, and we'll go do some small hikes. Yeah. My, my Where are you? We're in Salt Lake, right in Salt Lake. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah right in Salt Lake. So we, but but we've done them all, and so that's a cool part. So we do. Yeah. I do take advantage of some of it, like I'm sure you do in Orlando. But yeah. but yeah, I do understand the part where it's like, don't you? Do you have like a magic key pass to Disney? No, dude. Right. No. <laughs> no. I find someone that I know that works there and see if they can get me in. <laughs> yeah, if I want to, if I really want to go that right. Much. Yeah, that's so awesome. We can okay. go to Disney Springs Park for free and get the Disney experience. It's crowds everywhere, so whatever. oh, that's cool. You said yeah. Disney Springs. Yeah, so it's like yeah, it's downtown Disney. Basically, it's like oh, uh, okay. Oh, it's like, a, like it, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, what are the yeah? I know what you're talking about. It's um, like City. Have, do you remember City Walk at Universal? That's right, C- City Walk. It's like yeah. that, but for Disney. But for Disney, that's right. Yeah, because I think they have one at Disneyland in California. They do. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And we did that when we went to California because that that's just a fun trip though. Cause if like, if you're in Salt Lake, it takes like maybe like nine hours to get to Disneyland from here, okay. but you go through like a lot of really cool places. So like we'll stop in Cedar city. That's where Brian head is. Okay. Brian, and then St. George, which is beautiful. That Brian. was one thing we were amazed with driving through Utah. It is not like Florida. Driving was crazy. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude they're uh yeah d- drivers in utah don't um believe it's just scary we, i mean we have flat hit flat no hills nothing and oh yeah so our flight flight was delayed and we were supposed to drive from salt lake to moab and it was so Ooh, dark and it. you don't know if you're gonna fall off a cliff right 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 yeah yeah, yeah. And, and salt lake to moab that's a that's a gnarly uh trek in yeah. general even for yeah. you know but uh, but yeah. So I mean, but you get to stop everywhere. I really like that trip because you get to stop everywhere. You can go to St. George. You can go to. Uh, then we stop in Vegas. You oh, know, we stop fun. in Bristow and some of these places where you can see really cool stuff. And then yeah, and then and then you end up on the ocean in in Anaheim. So it's that's pretty cool. So, that's yeah, awesome. it's a really cool trip. Yeah, my kids love it. But with all that being said, um, <laughs> thank you so much for your time. Yeah, and thank tell you everybody so much where they can find you. Tell everybody. Uh, where, where they can go to get your services. Yeah. So for health and wellness things, all intuitive living and wellness stuff, it's on Instagram at essentially.maddie, M-E-D-I. And then my website for that is essentiallymaddie.com. And then for website design, branding, all of that fun stuff, it's intuitiveandwelldesigncompany.co. So that's for the website or intuitive and well design co on Instagram. But if you go to the essentially Maddie, everything's linked on there. So. <laughs> okay. <Bye>. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Maddie. I appreciate yes, you coming on. Thank you so much for your time. Have a wonderful day.